In today's show, we're going to look ahead to Saturday's games in the NBA, some streaming options, what we're watching for Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at redrock underscore beeble, on TikTok at redrock underscore beeble, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on NBA. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. A couple of things I want to mention before we get into the what to watch for. Yesterday in the trade deadline recap thing, I was talking about um, James Wiseman and the fact that they said they were going to start him. And that turns out to be a misrepresentation from what I've now seen and gone back and looked at. The report was the Pistons you know, will, will start James Wiseman. But apparently what was actually said from Mark Spears was, if he plays well, they will start him. Now, the odds would be against him playing well because he's never played well. And the other thing I also found out in my research is that Mark Spears has been this gigantic Wiseman person for a long time. He's always promoting Wiseman, man, Wiseman's untapped talent, Wiseman's this, Wiseman's that. I don't know if that's you know, agent-based stuff. I don't know what it is, but he's like a massive Wiseman guy from things that I can see um, about Mark Spears. So, well, we would definitely held on to Jalen Duran. The prospect of him playing next to Duran is ridiculous. Wiseman playing next to Duran. Him cutting into Duran's minutes is, I guess, possible. But I think a lot of that stuff, considering the source and the way that he has pumped up Wiseman before and the fact that that quote was taken out of context means that I don't think Wiseman's going to start immediately or really anytime soon. I don't know how that would work. Now, I as people are well aware, I'm not a fan of Isaiah Stewart as a, as a NBA starter. I'm also not a fan of James Wiseman. So I don't think either of those guys should be starting at the four. It should be Isaiah Livers. But we'll see what they decide to do. But then you hear the stuff from Troy Weaver today. Man, talking about, hey, look at the teams that are good in the East. It's it's uh, the Bucks and it's um, the Cavs and it's the Celtics. And they all have two big men. Uh, and we lose to them. So we need to have two big men out there. Yeah, but having two big guys who can't defend in... or, in, or you know, and he, he mentioned Bagley. Like, we need them for defense. Like, okay, bro. Have you seen Bagley play? Have you seen Wiseman play? Like, none of the, anyway, I have no faith in anything Troy Weaver does. But just, again, a reminder of that quote that, yeah, I'm sorry that I got that and, and jumped onto the report without actually sourcing through the source on it. I should have done better at that. Yes, that was a bit of a whirlwind. But that report seems to be taken a little bit out of context. And there's no guarantee that Wiseman starts or plays more than 20 minutes a night. Now, I wasn't keen on him as a 12-team league player. I was more looking at him as a 14-team option um, because, again, I, I was very confident that Jalen Duran's a better player than, than um, James Wiseman. But just, just to give clarity to that and a little bit more context around it, you can go and do some own research on some of the Mark Spears, James Wiseman articles or things that have come out in the past. And it just feels like, oh, okay, there's something... Something there where he's not not necessarily trying to push an agenda, but he's definitely a Wiseman fan. Is the uh, is the vibe that I got from that? Um, the other thing is the news that Russell Westbrook may be going to the Chicago Bulls. Like, 
honestly, that that team, that franchise, it's terrible. I think every move that they make, I like them getting Lonzo Ball. Of course, they got caught tampering doing it, and now Lonzo's out forever. But nearly every other move they make, I have disliked. I don't know how the hell having Russell Westbrook starting next to Vooch, DeRozan, and, and Levine makes any sense at all. What would it mean for Westbrook's numbers? Well, they would foolishly start him and play him good minutes, and they'd still be the same Westbrook, who's a good points league player and a guy in category leagues that you can deal with if you're punting free throws, field goals, and turnovers. It'll be the same thing. He might actually even be better in terms of raw stats and minutes because the Bulls will foolishly play him more. I, It's wild to me that people think that Westbrook was having a good season this season. He might have been having a better season, but he was still bad. And I, I don't... I, I, he'll put up numbers. There is absolutely no doubt that he will put up numbers. It will negatively impact Levine DeRozan and Vucevic in a significant way if he does go there. But it would just be another black mark for me against the Bulls front office and their absolute foolishness in trying to build this team that they've got no idea what they're doing. And they are really moving close to being on my shit list of, uh, of franchises and front offices. In saying all that, a couple of things to get out of the way. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right, so we're going to look ahead to Saturday. There are a lot of back-to-backs, and we are going to see some traded player debuts on Friday. We're going to see some on Saturday as well, so we're going to be talking about what we're looking for here and streaming options and all that sort of stuff, but it's a very fluid situation. The Sixers play the Nets. It is a back-to-back for Philadelphia. Embiid is currently questionable for Friday's game. So again, with his foot issue, he's on the injury report every day. You'd have to expect there's an there's a chance that he sits one of these games, uh, either against the Knicks or against the Nets. We don't know that yet. Jalen McDaniels is in, so he is playing on Friday. I don't expect him to have a sizable role, but we will see what they do in terms of Melton's minutes, in terms of Maxi's minutes, in terms of um, yeah, Nyang's minutes. Yeah, McDaniels might play 20, but to me, Jalen is a pretty clear drop. On the net side of things, we saw a game from half of their guys yesterday, and we saw um, some interesting things. They started Finney Smith and Ben Simmons went to the bench. Ben Simmons, I reckon, is... is I, if you wanted to drop him now, it's not the wrong move. Um, I, if you think you, you can consider it. I would like to give it a game or two to see what happens when Bridges and Johnson come, but I don't think it's going to get better. I reckon he is really hurtling towards a drop here, Ben Simmons. Um, but we should get Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson playing. I'm really confident that Royce O'Neal's not a 12-teamer, really confident that Dorian Finney-Smith isn't, but last game we had Joe Harris go off and, and put up big numbers. I don't even know if he's going to play every night, and we want to see how Cam Johnson fits in, what it means for Cam Thomas. Dinwiddie is the clear winner here. Look, he, not clear winner. He's going to put up really big numbers. I think Bridges is going to be really good as well, and then figuring out where Cam Thomas fits in again, along with Cam Johnson. Like, that's what we want to watch here. Um, I, I am really concerned with Simmons. I want to see what Bridges does in terms of usage. Is he a 22-23 usage guy? Because we do have a bit of a facsimile for Bridges. Because a lot of the season on the Suns, he's been playing as almost the number one guy. So while we can look at this and go, well, he's going to see this big spike heading to Brooklyn. I'm not sure because Booker's been out for a huge period of time. And before that, Chris Paul was out and Aiton missed time. And Bridges' usage is up from like 17 to 23 or 15 to 23 this season. Can he go higher than 23? Can his assist rate, which is already well up this season because of those absences of Booker, Booker and Paul, does that stay any higher? So if we look at Bridges from last year, yeah, he's going to have a bigger, big rise in Brooklyn. If we look at Bridges from this year, I'm not... 100% certain that he does because he has seen already this gigantic rise. Does he have more in him? Can he go from 24 to 27 uses? And that is where I'm a little bit doubtful on it. So we want to see how all that pans out. Yeah. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Of course it is. Um, you know, they see the things you try for free for 30 days. That sounds great. Is that it's enough time and you get in there and you, you try it out for a day or two and you forget. And then they just charge you and they charge you and you charge you. And in the end, you just end up paying for stuff that you're not using. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like that streaming service that you bought to just watch one show. And I've got one of those that I definitely need to cancel. Or that free trial that you never even used. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones that you don't want. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person of up to $720 per year. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash lockedonmba. That's rocketmoney.com slash lockedonmba. Rocketmoney.com slash lockedonnba. Let's go to the next game. Nuggets, Hornets. It's a back-to-back for the Hornets, and we're going to watch today because the big fella is starting. Oh, hi, Mark. Don't get rigid. Don't get turgid. Don't get whatever it is that you get when you get excited. Keep that desk down. Use your hands if you need to. Because it doesn't mean that Mark Williams is playing 30 minutes a night. Don't be surprised if it's 24-24. Don't be surprised if Williams gets into foul trouble and plays 20 and Big Dick Nick plays 27. Don't be surprised. Mark Williams is a must-roster player in every single league. Don't get it twisted. A must-roster player in every single league. Nick Richards is a must-roster in every single 14-team league. And... I don't hate grabbing him in 12s. I think there is something to be said for maybe having a crack. Now, would I add him over like a Kelly Olynyk or a Zach Collins? Probably not. Probably not. Because I think they've got a bit more security and minute upside. But Richards is one that we want to watch. Um, Injury-wise, I don't expect Jamal Murray to play. I think they might sit him out until the break, but I'm listing him currently doubtful for this game. Um... He is listed officially. I've got. I've said that he's out here. He is officially listed questionable, Murray. I don't think that he plays, but we want to watch that, of course. Ubre will be out. Tom Bryan is questionable after his trade. Well, I don't think we're going to get to talk about Tom Bryan much, so let's just uh, hit the noise. Zeke Naji is off the injury report, and then you've got old mate uh, Cody Martin, who's out again. Like, just rule the guy out for the season. What are we doing? He's just get ruling out game. How long has it been now? He's been ruled out game after game after game. Um, where? Let's have a look. How long has Cody Martin been out here? Well, he played one minute to start the season, came back, and he has been out since the 16th of January. After playing six games in a row, he's been out since the 16th of January. And they rule him out game by game. That's really sick. I love that. Good transparency. On the Nuggets, I do want to see Bryant. Does he play minutes over Najee? Does he play minutes over DeAndre Jordan? Or Vlako Chanchar, where does his minutes come from? And then Bruce Brown. Like, Bruce Brown is really strong when someone is out. And usually there is someone out. But pr- prior to the last couple of games, he's sort of dropped off a bit in that bench roll, that 21, 22 minutes a night. He, I think he still is a 12-team hold just because of the upside when someone's out. But there is concerns about, on a healthy team, what he actually does. Paces Wizards. Um, it's a back-to-back for Indiana. Kyle Kuzma's actually been ruled out now. He was um, questionable, or he, I didn't have a status on him, so I put him questionable. Monte Morris is off the injury report with his back tightness. With Kuzma out, that's still, that really boosts Avdia. Um, it boosts Gafford, obviously, as well. On the Pacers side of things, they're not going to play George Hill or Jordan Wara the next two games. Carlisle was saying some things like maybe Nora is going to get an opportunity to do some stuff. Um, 
I don't really know where that fits in, but that should give you massive amounts of pause about Aaron Neesmith, massive amounts of pause also about Benedict Matherin, and sorry to old mate Chris Duarte, but I reckon he's in real strife of even getting any minutes at all. Moore is an, a, a gunner. He's an interesting player in terms of he loves a shot and is a horrible defender. But he can be one of those guys that people will get excited about from a fantasy perspective. Jalen Noel, shout out, like one of those guys who'll pop off for 25 points on 10 shots and people will think that it's the second coming. So he's he's one to watch just because minutes and role will be... I don't know why I'm talking about Nora because he's not even playing, but it is something to watch because of the way that his skill set is. On the Wizards, I want to watch Dan Gafford. To me, he's a clear must-roster player. Locker room legend Daniel Gafford. Let's see if he goes back in the fourth quarter and sits out the rest of the game like he does every single game. I also want to watch Delon Wright, who's been a bit disappointing, but when the minutes push up, he's solid. He's a great streamer, but as a must-roster guy, I, I don't think we're there. Heat and the Magic, this is a back-to-back for Miami. Um, Kyle Lowry will be out. Trimmer KK will be out. Victor Oladipo is out on Friday. I don't know whether... Oladipo is a pretty clear drop to me. I don't think you need to have him. And then um, Gaz Harris is questionable for the Magic after missing their last game. With Harris out last game, Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs both pushed up in minutes. So when you're looking back at that box score, remember that is what happened there. I do want to watch the the two big men on the bench, and that is Johnny Isaac and Bol Bol. Isaac played 11 minutes last game, dropped in minutes. He played 12 the game before. He did get three steals and a block, which is undeniably awesome. But how do you rely upon a 12-minute-a-night player? I still, again, all, all my thoughts on him remain the same. I wouldn't have added him. Um, I know it's going to be a slow process. I don't know when he's playing 20 minutes a night. I don't know if he plays 20 minutes a night. But if you're in a strong position, you hold. As for Bol, the reaction will be, well, Bumba is gone. And he had a, he scored 17 points last game. Well, that's because Bumba's gone. He played 15 minutes, right? Bumba being gone gives an additional zero minutes to Bol Bol because Bumba was playing zero minutes outside of the random foul trouble game, injury game. So it gives Bol more upside in a situation where Wagner or Carter goes down. But I do not believe that Bol is going to find his way into 24 minutes again. I, I just don't. And that 17-point outing yesterday doesn't give me any indication that that's what's happening because Bumba is gone because Bol literally played the exact same minutes as the game before. This is Bol's minutes log. 15, 16, 19, 14, 15. Bumba had no impact on that. He just had a really good shooting, not a good usage game. And that was strong. So it's still... Everything about Bowl is still dependent on everything it was before the trade deadline. Nothing to do with Bumber, in my opinion. Um, on the Heat, we just gave Vincent a really solid add to me. Uh, I've, I'm really interested to see what he can do, uh, given the Kyle Lowry situation. Today's episode is brought to you by Fangio. There's only one app you need at your Super Bowl party, and that's Fangio. America's number one sportsbook. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sportsbook in America, Fangio. And if you're new to Fangio, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download Fangio now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Fangio lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads and to even who will score a touchdown. And we go and check for... Maybe the last time. No, I think we're going to, one more time, we're going to check on Super Bowl odds. Are the Eagles one and a half point favorites? And the answer is yes. They are still one and a half point favorites. But we can look, let's look at Fangio's Super Bowl 57 specials. AJ Brown, four plus receptions, and Travis Kelsey, five plus receptions, minus 200. Oh, okay, so pretty likely then. What else have we got? Any player to have a 60 plus yard reception, plus 300. Interesting. 
any player to return a punt kickoff for a touchdown, plus 1,100. You can get all of that over on FanDuel. And best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. Let's go to the Jazz and the Knicks. This is a back-to-back for both of these teams. Um, For the Jazz... Jordan Clarkson's out on Friday with an illness. The man on the street is now the man in bed. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. So he is out. That really gives big opportunity for Taylor Horton Tucker. Horton Tucker's a solid 14-team league guy as it is, pushing into 12-teamers. I actually think he's more valuable than Agbaji, as I've said many times um, so far. Someone left a comment, hey, why, don't, why, haven't, why hasn't anyone spoken about Horton Tucker? I know it's impossible to, to see everything that I talk about, but I have spoken about him, so that's why I'm making a point to talk about Taylor Horton Tucker again. Some really interesting value for him as a 14-teamer, maybe 12-team streamer, especially if Clarkson remains out. Um, Damian Jones is out Friday, as is Juan Toscano-Anderson. There is a chance that Damian Jones is the backup center behind Walker Kessler. Yes, Alinek will get some of those minutes, but it's either Damian Jones or Udoka as a BUK. And if Kessler gets in foul trouble and they need one of those guys and they play 20 minutes, Damian Jones can be a 20-minute fantasy guy. It's just it's just a rotation to watch. It's a rotation to watch. Josh the Hitman Hart won't play for the Knicks. He has passed his physical. He won't play on Friday, but we don't know about Saturday. And how his role looks compared to Grimes, compared to Quickly, is, and compared to Barrett is very interesting. He's a very big Tibbs guy, Josh Hart. He also adds more spacing concerns into that starting lineup if he's playing 37 minutes a night because he just doesn't take threes. And when he does, they don't go in. How we're still holding him. I don't think you need to hold quickly and Grimes because they were fringe guys anyway, and they have to lose value. They have to. Maybe I'm wrong uh, on that, but I I can't see how you can add a player like Josh Hart who is going to play minutes and and players don't lose value. Zero minutes went out. At least 25 came in. At least. And McBride was only playing 10. So someone is losing minutes. And if Grimes even loses one to two minutes, he moves away from him being a fringe guy to being a, what am I bothering with this guy for? Mitchell Robinson will be out until after the All-Star break, which we already knew. The Spurs and the Hawks. The Spurs are on a back-to-back here, and they have everyone out on Friday. No Calden Johnson, no Jeremy Sohan, no Romeo Langford, no Trey Jones. Romeo Langford is turning into the Cody Martin situation. He was hurt on the 23rd of January. They said, man, he's going to be out a long time. And they list him questionable every single game. Like, I ruled him out for like three weeks initially. Then they said, no, he's questionable the next game. And now they just keep ruling him out. I don't know why they bother lying. What's the point? Just tell me he's out. I know that he's out, but just tell me he's out. As for Johnson, Sohan, and Jones, I think it's a massive chance Calden plays on Saturday. He's definitely got an ankle problem. I know he's got an ankle problem, but, you know, it's the Spurs. Um, Sohan and Jones, I, I don't know. There is a chance that they play, but what we're really going to look for there is, you know, what happens with someone like Devontae Graham, who's playing, but he's, he could have a really big role. He is coming off the bench on Friday, but he could be an interesting streamer in this situation. On the um, Hawks side of things, we've got the depressed penis coming across. There's um, Aaron Holiday who is dealing with an illness. There's Bruno Fernando and Garrison Matthews. I think there's a chance Bay plays, but I don't think you need to hold him in 10 or 12 team leagues. He'll come off the bench. He's not going to play as many minutes. He's probably like a 22 to 24 minute a night player who needs a ton of usage and a ton of minutes to be a 12 team league guy. And yeah, he's not going to get him in Atlanta. So yeah, he can be dropped. But what we do want to see is what that impact is on Bogdan Bogdanovich, whose minutes have been sort of trending downwards. He only played 22 last game, Bogdanovich, and Bay is going to take some of that playing time, and that probably is going to make Bogdan a drop. 
And I also want to see what it does to John Collins. I'm not dropping John Collins, but adding a wing like Bay who can play the three and the four, meaning that you can have someone to play alongside DeAndre Hunter, meaning you can play more, more of that situation where Collins doesn't have to play as much. That could be an impact. The other impact that it might have is instead of all 48 minutes going between Capella and Okongwu, it might mean that they feel more comfortable playing some minutes for Collins at center, limiting Okongwu and Capella. I'm not fully on board with that, but it's something for us to watch. Because if that goes down to 24 minutes Capella, 19 minutes of Kongwu, because they're playing Bay and Hunter at the four more, that's going to be something for us to watch and pay attention to in terms of the value of a Kongwu, the value of Capella, the value of Collins, all of those guys. There's a ton up in the air there. The Bulls and the Cavs. Cavs are four-point favorites in this one. Javante Green will be out. Lonzo Ball will be out. The Cavs don't have... They're on a back-to-back. Um, Rubio's out on Friday, so he'll play. And otherwise, they're okay, apart from Dylan Windler. Um, for the Bulls, Andre Drummond's been getting some minutes lately. We need to watch that because people love adding Andre Drummond when he puts up good numbers and you don't want to do that. And I just want to reinforce that, that Andre Drummond's not a 12-team league player. But watching how he impacts other players like Derek Jones, who played just seven minutes last game, is going to be one to watch. While Alex Caruso played 30 minutes last game, that's really great. If they bring Westbrook in, that kills Caruso. He's just not going to have that level of value. Caruso's an interesting stream guy if he plays 30 minutes, for sure and could be a 12-team league player, but I'm really worried about them screwing it up. Oh, yeah, by the way, I don't think I've done this, but Patrick, Patrick Williams... Get that garbage out of here! He played 14 minutes last game because he was bad. The coach's decision, no injury. They said, he sucks, see you later. We're going to play DeRozan as the four. Um, and that worked well because they lost to the Nets, who had no one in their team. Um, let's go to the next one. It is the Lakers and the Warriors. No spread at this point. We know Curry is out. Mo Bumba is out. One, two, three, four, five. Because he's suspended. And we're expecting D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt to play. LeBron missed last game. He's officially questionable. And you're going to be shocked to know this, but Anthony Davis is probable every single game. Every single game, this would be the case. I, you know, I told you guys that LeBron is no chance playing on, on Thursday against the Bucks. That was obviously true. And I said, look, I'd be really worried here now that LeBron's broken the record about... Now, I think it's it's very, very clear that I state this because I see things get misrepresented all the time. Much like I misrepresented Mark Spears before, which happens. So I'm going to be really clear on this. When I say that I'm a bit worried about LeBron, I am not saying LeBron will be shut down. I am not saying that his season is going to be over after the All-Star break. I'm not saying any of those things. What I was saying is that I think that they're going, you're going to see a couple more games set out for LeBron especially on back-to-backs um, now that the record is broken. And because his ankle is actually injured, I think there's going to be some more games off. But with them making these moves, Russell, Beasley, Vanderbilt, Rui, um, Bumba, getting all these guys in, it does mean that they are a significantly better team and they need every win they can get to make the playoffs. Now, if that still doesn't work and they're still not going to make the playoffs, I'd still be watching for LeBron to sit way more games down the stretch. But those moves, making this team significantly stronger, I think actually helps LeBron in the short term. But he is actually hurt. That, that, he is injured. So that is that is something to watch. I want to watch Rui Hachimura, not because I like good basketball, but because I want to see where his role is. Being pretty clear on him as not a 12-team league guy, I remain staunchly clear on that. He is not a 12-team league player. And I also want to watch Malik Beasley, but that's just code for how does Beasley fit in with Schroeder, with Reeves, with Brown. Lonnie Walker is going to be sitting in his tracksuit. Like, we're going to see how all of this rotation, hopefully, plays out in this game. Um, and I'm not sure that Beasley or Vanderbilt are going to be must-roster players. Not sure with that at all. 
For the Warriors, I want to see the Dante DiVincenzo minutes. Um, I think the addition of Gary Payton is going to hurt his value while Steph is out. I think he's still okay to have Dante, but Payton is going to impact him. I don't know if Gaz is going to play in this one, but we need to see that impact. And then Kevon Looney played like 14 minutes last game. He's rostered in an absorbent, that's not the right, exorbitant, that's the right word, amount of 12-10 leagues. Why? Why are you rostering him? I guess it's for big rebounds and low turnovers. Uh, I, I, I added a guy for low turnovers. Demarcus Cousins has worked out great. He hasn't got any all season. It's been great for me. Um, killing it in that category. Looney's not, I don't believe, a 12-team must-roster player. He's really strong for rebounds, but he's not a must-roster player. There was a level of sarcasm in that. I hope you got it. Mavs and Kings. Back-to-backs for both teams. Luca won't play Friday. He's going to play Saturday. Then we're going to get a real opportunity to see what happens to Bullock, what happens to Green, what happens to Christian Wood. Where the hell are Christian Wood's minutes gone? What's going to happen with them? Big, big thing to watch. Um, Bertans will be out, clear we are. And of course, the Kings, no one's out. No one's ever heard on this team. I, I hope for them and their, their fans' sake that they don't get a rash of injuries all happening now. Because the West got stronger, they didn't. And if they get injuries, it could be really bad. I do want to watch Kevin Herter though because he has stunk lately and Malik Monk's playing well. A straight swap of Monk for Herder in your fantasy team probably isn't the wrong move. I, I added Monk in a couple of spots. I don't think I had Herder anywhere, but they're going to go back and forward, much like uh, Keegan Murray and Harrison Barnes are going to be up and down and up and down. And finding out when they're good is tough. Category League streamers for Saturday. The number one guy here is not a streamer, but he's still rostered in 42% of leagues, so he headlines my list. Add him. You're tearing me apart. Oh, hi, Mark. Mark Williams, please. Don't sit on your dicks anymore. Go and add him. Dan Gafford, must roster player, I think. Isaiah Hartenstein, absolutely worth an ad. Zach Collins. Look, these first five names on this list, they're all big men. I know that. But they all should be rostered by somebody in your league. Mark Williams, Daniel Gafford, Isaiah Hartenstein, short term. Zach Collins, Kelly Linick. All should be rostered. Josh Green's a good streamer because um, his value in steals and watching his minutes will be interesting. I don't think Josh Green is an absolute must-roster 12-team league guy, but he's totally okay to have. I think he's going to settle into the role of a, we add him for 12s and we drop him and Dillon Wright is short of stuff. Alex Caruso, good stream. And then, well, actually, Dillon Wright's on this list as well. So Dillon Wright is an option to stream in as well with that Kuzma absence. For deeper leagues, Andrew Nempard, Isaac Okoro. I actually think Okoro is a 12-team option as well uh, for a stream. Jericho Sims there. Big Dick Nick Richards. Talked about him at the start. He's an interesting stream for 12s. Uh, Rick Rubio, when you're looking for assists. Oshai Agbaji, who's going to get minutes. He'll probably be bad at them, but he's going to get minutes. You can throw Taylor Horton Tucker on this list as well. I'm pretty interested in what he can bring. Reggie Bullock, he might even push into 12s. And Big Den Smith Jr. For points leagues. Mark Williams, Dan Gafford, Bruce Brown, Isaiah Hartenstein, Zach Collins, Denny Avdia, Kelly Linick, Kavon Looney. All really good options. The first bunch of guys there must roster sort of players. And then we look at the next four days. We have got um, one high volume day between Saturday and Tuesday, and that's on Monday. So is there any team that plays three high volumes in the next four nights? The answer to that is no. But we do have some players who play two low volume games in the next four nights that you can consider. Daniel Gafford, we've talked about enough. He's on the bloody thumbnail. Um, Malik Monk. Yeah. I think he's worth grabbing. Denny Avdia, Dillon Wright. They are worth having for now, for sure. Especially Avdia over Wright. DiVincenzo's got two. Cole Anthony. While you've got to be RIPing your percentages, and he'll have a game where he scores four points, and the next one he scores 17. It's worth it with the low volumes. Um, Kevon Looney and Jalen Suggs are worth it just for volume streaming options. 
And we just look at the next four games in total. There are seven guys on the list that I think are, are guys that you want to have. We'll start with Mark Williams. He's only got two games, but I don't care. Um, Dan Gafford's got three in the next four nights. Another check as to why you want to add him. Big Killian Hayes, I think, is a 12-team league guy. Only one game, but that doesn't matter. Uh, Isaiah Hardenstein, two games. The Bronco, Jalen Williams, with two games. I cannot believe that he's still on waiver wires. Broncos country, let's ride. How many times have you heard that bloody sound drop? I know it's not you guys, but come on. Kelly Linick, he's got two games. And Drew Eubanks has got two games in the next four nights worth adding. Dylan Wright's got three, and the Wizards uh, as, a, as a whole have three. The Wizards, the Magic, and the Warriors, three games in the next four nights. So, Warriors, be wary. Steph, Clay, or Steph's out. Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, are they going to sit on that Monday, Tuesday back-to-back? Does that does Gary Payton get in the mix? Probably not, but it means you hold on to DiVincenzo through this time, and then we reassess it when Payton's there and when that three-game in four-night run is over. And that will do it for me today, guys. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave your comments down below. Tell me how much you love James Wiseman. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.